Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Mark and Phil back again to talk investing, finance, retirement, and uh, getting it right the first time is the topic this week, Phil. That's right. We're going to share with folks. Uh, technically, some of these have some caveats that you can actually do a yep. few maneuvers, but I think the pain points are much better if we can get some of these important retirement decisions right the first time. Absolutely. It's always easier the first time. Yeah. So we're going to dive into a couple of these. Some of these you cannot undo, so it's yeah. definitely important to get it right the mm -hmm. first time. But anyway, that's going to be the topic this week. What's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Yeah. Back in the swing of things here. Getting into yeah, the fall too. season. So. Yeah. Yeah, we were just chatting. I just got back from a little vacation myself, so I might be a, a tad tanner than usual, but it was fun. Uh, yeah, but, it's always uh, good. Always good. But yeah, got to get back to work. Got to get some things done. I know at the time we were taping this, I was looking and saw that the, the Dow was not off to a good start today. No, it was, uh, yeah. Didn't, didn't like the inflation numbers again, so big yeah, surprise. <laughs> I was going to say we probably should touch on that a little bit, but yeah, big surprise there. Um, but all this kind of stuff, they all play together. They all... Yep. They really do truly in retirement, they play together. Like, you, you know, all this kind of stuff, uh, it, it's so important. We talk often about having a good advisor and, a, you know, just mm -hmm. a good team or whatever the case is, because it's not just one thing that, you know, happens and it's kind of in itself in a box like Social Security. Right. And that's where we're going to start because Social Security tends to people, I don't know why, but people tend to put it in this, well, I've got all my stuff and then I got yep. Social Security. Yeah. And they really do play together and they interact and then the tax conversation. So anyway. Yep. Yeah, uh, they often look at it as a you know one decision by itself to right. you know, then they base everything else on that. It's like on no, that, you've got to yeah. build that, you know, and the assets and the taxes. Those are kind of the three pieces that as one moves, it yep. moves the other and you know. So, yep. Yeah, it's a puzzle. It truly is. Absolutely. So, um, in, the, in the aspect of today's show, Phil, getting it right the first time, let's talk yep. about starting Social Security. Sure. All right. So we're going to open up by the fact of saying that if you do this, you're locked in. Yes. Right. Technically, there is a, a mulligan. We'll talk yep. about that in a second as well. But most people don't want to do it, and we'll explain mm -hmm. why. Right. So get it right the first time. If It's the, it's the when to turn it on conversation. Yep. If it's the I truly need the money and the math makes the sense, that seems totally sound. Right. If it's the government owes me or I'm afraid they're going to crash the whole thing, that yes. might not be the smartest decision. But right. let's talk about the idea of getting it right. Yeah, I mean, you've got to understand all the factors that go into it. We're touching on it a little bit. I mean, you can't look at just Social Security by itself. And you know, when we're teaching our Social Security class, I mean, we go through this. There's You've got to understand Social Security, run the math on it, do a break even, right? How, you know, if you right. file at various ages, does it make sense for you to delay? You know, what is your life expectancy? And that's always the big question. But, you know, we've got general ideas based on your own specific health, maybe family history to see, you know, what the right age might be from that standpoint. But then you've got to take that and now look at the overall plan. What do I need for income? What assets do I have? What other sources of income? And then how do I blend Social Security in? Because there's a, a lot of significant benefits to Social Security, I think, that often get overlooked. Cost of living is one of them. You know, we're touching a little bit on inflation and mm -hmm. the crazy numbers that they've been over the last several months now and, you know, how it's affecting the market. And, well, we're seeing the benefits to Social Security. I mean, last year, the, right. the cost yeah. of living was 5.9. I mean, that's huge. It hasn't been that high in that several long. years. And it's you know, not average, touching. It's not yeah, touching what it is, right? It's not touching what it is, and it never is. I mean, yeah. and I always tell my clients when we're planning, I mean, Social Security isn't going to keep up with inflation, but it helps. Right. You and know? usually they take so, it to Medicare too, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that, you know, the uh, 
the survivor benefits of it, you know, understanding how to, to play the benefit against a spouse. I mean, it's not just yours, it's that spousal and or survivor benefits. How do you play right. those in? So there's a lot of options. And we so, got to get it right the first time, because right. if you, you do have a, so I guess we should touch on that. You do have a 12 month window. So if right. you went in, Phil, and you activated it at 62, yep. uh, and then, you know, 10 months later, we're like, ah, this, this was a mistake. Or maybe right. then you finally sat down with an advisor and they were like, no, we really need you to wait till 66. You right. could technically undo this, but you have to pay the money back, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the trick is you've got, first of all, the, the window, 12 months you know, 12 from months. the date of filing, and you have to pay back all the benefits received against your record. You know, So it's not only the, the benefits you received, but if there were spousal benefits being filed against you, if you have minor kids and you know they had filed against you. So whatever money that basically Social Security had paid from your record, your Social Security record has to be paid back. And oftentimes that's the the caveat, right? Is it makes sense, but do you have now, do you want to do it? Can 20 you do grand, it? you know, 30 yeah. grand, whatever your number is sitting in the side yeah. that you can pay it back. So you're paying it back. You're not necessarily like incrementing it back. No. Yeah. yeah with this, it's you, you write them a check. Send write it back. Check. Now there's no interest. They're not charging you interest on it. It's That's just, a, you know, pay it, pay the lump sum back. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, and then of course your, your uh, benefit would, the, the number would proceed to grow as normal. Right. I mean, it's, it's basically, you know, kind of a mulligan, basically. Yeah, we're talking about. You're, you're, it's a do-over. Yeah. Completely okay. resets the clock. It's as though you have never filed. So, so there's one other way to kind of do a reset okay. on Social Security. It doesn't completely reset. Okay. Um, we call it start, stop, and restart. So if you started, you missed this, right? So let's say it's 13 months into it. No, I, I didn't realize I should have waited. Maybe for survivor benefits is a lot of times the piece that plays in that people didn't understand. And okay. maybe I should have waited to grow that benefit for survivor benefits. So once you reach full retirement, you can suspend the benefit. So from, uh -huh. from 62 to full retirement, you can't stop it. Once you turn it on, you've missed the 12 months, you're done. There's no okay. way to stop that benefit. Okay. Short, short of working too much. And that's a whole nother scenario to get into. But right. once you reach full retirement, you actually have the option of suspending the benefit. But oh. it, it actually stops, right? So it'll stop your benefit if spouses be, spousal benefits are being filed or claimed against it. It stops that as well. Mm -hmm. Whatever the benefit is at that point, it'll grow at an extra 8% a year all the way up until age 70. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's not going to make up. You're not, you're not going to ever get the benefit that you, you would have before, right? There's no way to make up those four years. It's, it's kind right. of lost. But it helps recoup some of that because you're growing at eight percent back. Sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, you, yeah, it's just one of those things you've got to look at, kind of as a alternative scenario. That if I should have waited and it still makes sense, maybe okay. at full okay. retirement I stop. Yeah. Now, granted, to do that, if you're retired, you have to have other sources of income to pull from. Yeah. You know, okay. so it so comes it, back to, to it, an it, overall plan. Yeah. I was going to say it gives, it gives your financial professional planning, some planning room should you, right. but let's just get it right the first time. And then we it, it's body. Exactly. To our, yeah. to our topic today, it's easier to get it right the first time. So you don't have to worry about yeah. all these you okay. know, strategies and how do you figure it out? So, well, let's go to pensions. If you're mm -hmm. lucky enough to have one, a lot of our listening audience in the, in the Michigan area for sure does. Yep. Um, but you know, you might be a state employee or federal employee as well. If you're for yep. all the audience outside of the Michigan area, um, there's no do over in this one though, right? Like once you set no. the, the spousal and all that stuff, you're locked. 
Yeah. So with a pension election, it is a once and done, you know, so I mean, it, a lot of times when you file for a pension, whatever your election is, there, there is a window of, you know, maybe 30 or 60 days to change it, right? right. you know, or in the very beginning, but beyond that, once you're, if you're into it, you've got your first check, right? you're done, you know, so whatever election it is that you've made, you better be happy with it because it, it is what it is. And you better have understood the options, yeah. right? So yeah. this one, definitely look at all the options that are available. Look at, you know, do I take the survivor benefit at what level, mm-hmm. you know, because the, the greater the survivor benefit, the lower the pension amount. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Cause sometimes we so, see the number, like we just yep. see a big number. You just look at the numbers. I like this the number. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. So in the reason is, is there the, the pension, company is is basically guaranteeing then that benefit for two lives right so the the probability of a longer payout is higher so they're going to give you a lower number so and if you take the highest number highest number with no spousal uh, and you hadn't discussed that uh, good luck with that conversation well so the funny thing with that most pensions won't let you do that actually oh they won't anymore most pensions if you're going to do anything um other than like a, a, most of them default to like a, a 66 and two thirds, you know, basically okay. a two third pension right. as kind of the minimum, you know, and if you're going to do something less than that, you know, or like this, uh, just a single life pension, they want the spouse to sign off, you know, or right. a lump sum. Got they want on. the spouse to sign yeah. off because I'm sure somewhere along the line, they were sued. Right. So oh, back in the day, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Pension uh, company said, OK, no, 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 we're, we're not going to do this. We're going to yeah. make sure that the spouse, if there is one, understands and has what, their, what their husband or wife is doing yep. so that, you know, there, there's a say in this. But yeah, definitely but that doesn't mean it's always right to take the survivor benefit either, because, you, again, you got to run the math to see. Right. And that's the importance of getting it right and having a plan and a strategy right. so that, you know, hey, going into this, we got a limited window. Like you said, it could be 30, 60 yep. days, whatever. Let's make sure that we've checked all the boxes. We know the right thing to do. So, I mean, I've had a lot of clients where we've taken a single life pension. And then with the difference, you know, between that and whatever the survivor benefit is, use that to buy life insurance so that if something does happen, there's a, a life insurance policy to pay. The biggest advantage to doing that is that in that case, if the spouse that doesn't have the pension Mm -hmm. passes away, the spouse with the pension just cancels the life insurance and they've got the higher pension. Gotcha. Nice. You know, so oftentimes if there's, if there's maybe an age disparity or health concerns where, you know, the spouse that has a pension is younger or maybe in better health, right. You know, and and then their spouse isn't as likely to have the longevity they have, it might make sense for them to take us, you know, a single life pension. Yeah. And then for the, the risk of, you know, them having an accident the day after and losing the pension, use life insurance for it. So, I mean, that's a great tool for life yeah. insurance or use yeah. of, of life insurance as a tool at that point. Well, and that's a great point to segue into my next one, which was life insurance. Yep. So on life insurance. Of, of getting it right the first time. Now, people, many people might listen and say, well, I could just cancel and get it, pick up life insurance anytime I really want to. Right. Yeah. But what if something happens, right? What if something yep. you've been diagnosed with something? There's just lots of things that... And of course, as we age, it's just going to make it all more expensive. So, right. I mean, we can, you know, in the the category of insurance, I mean, throwing long-term care is kind of the same general thought in here too, is, you know, don't, you 
you don't want to wait till you need it, right? I mean, it's like buying insurance in your house. You know, you don't call up the insurance agent when it's on fire and say, hey, you know, I, I think I need insurance. We talked about that. Yeah. I, I think I need some insurance. It's too late. You know, same thing with life insurance or long-term care. I mean, if you're waiting until you've been diagnosed with something that's going to create a problem, it's too late. You yeah. know, you probably aren't going to be able to get it. Or if you are, it's going to be so expensive that it just might not make sense. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. at 40, I wasn't thinking about some of the different things for life insurance or longer term yep. life insurance. And then I had open heart surgery at 41 and was, you know, diagnosed with, you know, coronary artery disease and yep. uh, insurance companies didn't want to touch me for a long time. You know, yep. 10 years later, it started to change, but right. You know, but that's, you know, that do you have 10 years sometimes? Right. So there's, yep. there's just reasons I'm again, leeway yes but let's just get it right the first time before things get more complicated absolutely and i mean that should be something in your plan you're looking at it's something we it's it's what we call the stress test we do on our plans i mean we run the plan both spouses living to full life expectancy everything goes exactly like we anticipate now let's run a stress test of what happens if either of those spouses passes prematurely what does that look like yeah is there truly enough assets and income at that point to carry that surviving spouse through a lot of times there is, but sometimes there's not, yep. you know, and, yeah, and life insurance is a great option great, for that. Great option. Yep. The only option for it really. And a lot of people think, oh, life insurance, I don't need it. I'm retired. But yeah. No, don't, don't use that assumption. Run the math. Right. See, does it make sense? And, and since we're in, in car country, we'll use a car saying it's not your father's Oldsmobile. So that's right. <laughs> uh, all right. So final one here, Phil, retirement date, picking a retirement mm-hmm. date. Now, again, people listening say, well, there's plenty of leave. I mean, if I change my mind, I'll just undo it. But think about it from this standpoint, folks. So here's kind of where I'm going now. Granted, COVID and the workforce issues we've seen since have maybe right. changed us a little bit. Yeah. Chances of getting a job. Uh, let me let me set it up. This well, some, some people might not have had the option. They yeah. Let me let me set this up. It, more yeah, yeah. So like, if you gave your retirement date, you picked it, you set it in stone, you're ready to go. You've gone through the paperwork process of, of quitting, leaving, and all that stuff, and you've put everything in place, and then you changed your mind six months later because you were bored or whatever, mm-hmm. or you needed the money. That's the bigger problem. If you six right. months later you screwed up and you needed the money, what are the odds of you getting the same job, same position, same pay, same benefits, and everything that you had before? pretty close to nil. Now, yeah. COVID maybe has opened this thing up where people are still looking for really qualified people. So potentially, but the reality is probably not, right? Yes. That's absolutely. why it's getting it right the first time. If you're going through that whole schmeal of getting everything mm-hmm. set for retirement, and then you've made a mistake and you have to go back to work, not want to, have to. Right. That's right. the difference. Yeah. And I mean, I have this discussion with prospective clients all the time. It's like, well, you know, I, I'm not going to retire for probably another two to three years. So I, I think I'll come back then. Like, no, we should probably start looking at it today because right. yeah, you don't want to wait three years from now and then realize oh, it's still not going to work. It's still not going to work. You know, I, I'm going to have to work five more years or something, you know, right. I mean, or maybe I need to change my lifestyle or plan or whatever it is. Or a better alternative is maybe you don't have to wait three years. You know, wouldn't you want to know that if you had that option today to say, you know what? Yeah, you can wait three years. But the reality is, if you wanted to retire and live the lifestyle that, you know, we've talked about and planned out, you could do it today if you want it. And if you want to keep you know, adding it, that's fine. But if you want right, to go, I mean, the longer you work, the better it makes the plan work. But at least it takes a lot of the pressure off, you know? Exactly. And that's my concern I see oftentimes with people in this scenario, they do one of two things. Number one, they work way too long because they think they have to, you know, and, and suffer through a job that maybe they're not happy with. Or number two, they just 
say, you know what, I'm done. I'm out. I'm going to retire. Right. Never running numbers, never looking at anything, just saying, well, I've, I've been saving all my life. It's got to work. Yeah, so, no, for sure. So it, we'll, we'll, it may, but <laughs> it may. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll finish this off. So that, again, that was kind of the, the point of thing, getting things right. And inflation, we're going to just kind of circle back to this and just finish yep. it off. So 8.3. So it went yep. back up about uh, what? I guess two. One ten, yeah. Point two or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, from 8.1, I think, in July. Yep. So, you know, some of the same things. Yes, gas we've been seeing faller, but it's the it's the actual things we need to live that are still staying high. Right. right? Uh, it's uh, grocery. I think they were it, saying the core inflation is like 6.3 still. Yeah. They, they Rent, take out those other you know, yeah. all those kinds of things. And so that continue. And, and the Fed, uh, I can't even remember his name right this minute, but a couple of weeks ago said that. Oh, yeah. Uh, right after they right after they passed the Inflation Reduction Act, said, well, you know, inflation's probably not going to reduce anytime soon. As a matter of fact, it might tick back up. And he, he was right. It did. Right. So yep. how do we, you know, we got to factor that in, too. We got to get it's maybe. Absolutely. How do you get that right, though, Phil, when it's a moving target? Right. So you got to at least do something towards inflation. Right. Well, first, you got to build it in the plan. You know, I mean, a lot of times people just look at simple math without inflation and saying, well, I'm not going to count growth either. But yeah, you got to look at both sides of it to, to plan out reasonable inflation, reasonable growth in a plan to see does it work. And then beyond that, you've got to make sure investment strategies are set up to be able to hedge against inflation. You know, I mean, if you have too much too conservative, too much in fixed type income, you're, you're not going to keep up with inflation. That's not what that was designed for. I mean, personally, right. how we do it, we bucketize the money. We've got our now soon and later buckets where, you know, soon is the money we're spending. We're, we're right. trying to preserve capital there, make sure it's there so we're not getting uh, hurt by volatility in a market. Later is for more long-term growth, keeping up with longer-term inflation. We can have a little bit more volatility. So unfortunately, you have to have some risk in a plan. Right. But as long as it's positioned the right way, it shouldn't harm your overall scenario. And it's scary so. for folks. I get it because absolutely because yeah. they we think about this in the easy, like an easy button almost, if you will. We go well, inflation is eight point three, and I'm nervous because the market doesn't like it, so the market's nervous. So then I'm nervous about being in the market, and then you're making moves, and that's really affecting you on that later bucket. That's really what you're doing whenever people get nervous and they start jumping in and jumping out. They're really messing up that later bucket if they had no strategy. Right. Doing things at the wrong time based on emotions and, you know, what's going on. Yeah. And I mean, the good news is, is if you look at inflation, higher inflation like this, I mean, it's not a long term problem. It, it's <laughs> we hope I mean, it, it seems like it. Well, yeah. Now, who knows? I mean, obviously, this is, you know, a new day every day. You don't know yeah. what for sure it's going to bring. But now, so we'll traditionally, see. you know, it's not a three, four year problem. Right. Higher inflation is is short lived. You know, yeah. just like volatility in a market, right? Historically, I mean, yes. seems like it's there forever. You're never going to get out of this. But I mean, eventually things level off and go back to some normality. Inflation will start to drop down and yeah. you know, markets will start to recover. I mean, it's, but when you're in the midst of it, it's hard. It's definitely so, hard. So but you have right. to have a strategy to handle yeah. it. At yeah, some point. exactly. And, and the bigger piece to, to your point is make sure that it's something you can live with comfortably. So you're not tempted or want to get in there and move things around because it just doesn't work. And I got to, you know, yeah. can't sleep at night. So yeah. 
work with somebody that can help you put together the things that you need to get put together for you, right? That's mm-hmm. the whole point. So why we talk about stuff on the show all the time. If it's not Phil, definitely talk to somebody, talk to a couple of somebody's, but certainly find the right advisor for you. But yep. Phil is here to help. 248-888-7530. That's 248-888-7530. Or you can stop by the website, philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform you like to use. And uh, check us out on YouTube as well for video form. And we will see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.